this is from John 14. It's, it's the last supper uh, before the crucifixion. And uh, uh, Jesus and that classic scene, the disciples, they've eaten. It's the after dinner lull and their stomachs are full and, and Jesus washes their feet and they get weirded out, but it's a beautiful picture of leadership. And they're still reclining and they're talking and, and Philip and Thomas are asking Jesus questions. And uh, they're asking questions of, like, what's gonna go on in the next little while? And so this is from John 14. Now, I'm gonna say words after these words. And it's, my words will never be as good as the words you're about to hear. You might even, in your best wisdom, say words about the words that you hear from God's word, and still God's words will be better than your words about God's word. So let's pay attention to this beautiful, beautiful truth that is God's word to us tonight from John 14. Uh, starting from verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This is the word of the Lord. And you can be seated. All right, as we've gradually emerged from our quarantine caves and getting back into routines, getting slowly back into engaging with people, um, we're looking very simply at God's body, uh, God's people over the last couple weeks, and more specifically, God's spirit-occupied body and people. That's what we're looking at. There's this incredibly popular idea that you hear in athletics a lot, uh, especially in athletics, but I, I think you hear it if after award shows or after an important achievement marker or after a big game, uh, an athlete or a performer will be interviewed and they'll just say something like this. I know my dad is here with me tonight watching, watching me. Big game, lots of points. I know my, my father who's passed away, I know he was here watching me tonight. Or I know my mom is with me in spirit. I know that. Or, uh, you know, I read this in Sports Illustrated recently. I, I could feel that my dad was with me when I ran that last mile. Um, I know, I know it. I just know that Kobe is watching and enjoying this very moment. Right? Like you've heard this and I've heard this. Um, as Christians, we believe that we have God's spirit with us, individually 
And as I said a couple weeks ago, when we gather together, the Spirit of God is amplified because there are many people that have God's Spirit together in one place. And when we get together, there is something more that is happening. It will be more beautiful. It will be more profound. It will be more lovely, more powerful, more compassionate because God is in you and God is in me. Okay. So this evening, I have very, very brief, simple, I have three reminders about God's spirit in us as his people, and they're very brief. And I hope that there's in their brevity, you remember the refrains. So number one, simple reminder, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay, now this is pretty relevant and apropos to our, our current cultural moment, isn't it? Um, I, I, since last, uh, about last April, uh, both Melissa and I, we've been, we've been reading a lot of books on race. Um, I can give you my reading list if you want. And we overlapped what different things that we read and we've shared different things. Um, maybe 20 books on the reading list right now. But I made a point to read the first batch. They were not Christian books about race. I said, I want to understand what the world is thinking about race. And the more I read, the more impossible it felt that we would ever fix anything. Oh, we might address something that's trending, like a, a trending issue and everyone jumps on it and say, hey, we gotta do this. But the more you read, you were like, oh, there is no way, there's just no way. There's no way we can root out and be actually anti-racist. It's so baked into every system, every, everything you eat, everything you wear, all the systems of finance and economics. And you're like, this, this, there's no way, there is no way. And, and actually reading these books, it will give you this great depression. There is no way where we could fix it. It's just, it's, it's large. Um, if you've had impossible divides between family members that think one political thing and you think one political thing and you think, I have no idea how, I, yeah, I just, we're just not gonna talk about it. Like that's not getting fixed. That is not getting fixed, right? Um, no, no, the spirit of God in you, he that is in you is greater than he in his, this is what it tells us. He, the he in the world is a reference to Satan. So this is what it tells you. The first thing it tells you is that it means that you are more invincible to the effects of horrors and injustice on your life than anybody else. That's number one. It will not lead you to depression and things, it will not destroy you. That's what I mean to say. It will not lead you to, because you are invincible with the spirit of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So those injustices will touch you very, you will be grieved, but they will not destroy you. Second thing, you have more power than you imagine to redeem it all 
back. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And this is what I mean by that. It means this. You have something to offer that is more joy, more peace, more wisdom when you walk, when you talk to your neighbor and you walk into an office meeting, you have more wisdom. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, do you know what you're gonna be like? Whoa, that makes you sound really superior. Oh, you have more, you have more joy, more wisdom than everybody. I didn't like that tone. Can I retract that tone? (laughs) Okay. If that makes you feel superior, then you know little whereby you came into the power of grace. Because it should stun you a little bit when you realize that you have more wisdom you should say, why me, why me, why me, why, why, do I, why do I get that? This is it, is when you talk to your neighbor and you know yourself, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you talk to your neighbor, you're gonna be like, I have more joy and more hope and more wisdom than they do because they don't know Jesus. You know what that does? It says, I have something greater and it's not me. That's why it's not superiority. Um, I have something more powerful and it's not me. I have something more wise and it's not me. That's how you know it's not superiority. All right, number two. It is better that the spirit is in you than Jesus standing right next to you. That's kind of, you're like, well, actually, I don't know about that. That's kind of shocking. It is better that the spirit is in you than Jesus standing right next to you. Um, All right, so when Jesus came, Philippians 2 tells us he voluntarily gave up something about himself, his omnipresence. He voluntarily gave it up. So he could, Jesus, as the second person of the Trinity could be in one place where he was, right? And John 1.14 tells us this, Jesus came to dwell with us. Now, do you know what that, that verb is? It's a weird verb because it uses a noun as a verb. And it says this, Jesus tabernacled with us. Oh, that's like temple tabernacle language. Oh, that's where, where God met man and man met God was the tabernacle and then the temple. And then John is saying, yeah, Jesus is tabernacled with his, that's where you're gonna meet God right now in the person of Jesus. And it's only one place. And then he says this in John 14, that's our text tonight. He says this, you're gonna do, he says this to his disciples, Um, you are going to do bigger, you're going to do greater things than I, than I have done and did here. Like this, wait, his followers are going to do bigger things than Jesus. Do you know, do you guys agree with that? You're like, wait, I don't know. I'm not Jesus. I don't want, I don't do great things. And he says this, it's better. And this is in John 16 now, two chapters later. He says, it's better that I go away. 
You want me to go away. Why? Because if I don't go away, I, the spirit, the comforter, the helper doesn't come to you. You don't get the spirit of God in you. It's better that I am not beside you so that the spirit will be inside you and you will do bigger and better things. All right, what does that mean? Um, it means this, that our greatest works will not be done by Jesus superstars. Americans love Jesus superstars. We like our preachers, big, loud, dynamic, charismatic, blah, 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 our teacher, blah, blah. We love Jesus superstars. We love it. And th this is garbage. He's saying this, our greatest works will not be done by one superstar. Our greatest works will be this, it will be done by all of God's people together. That's gonna be our greatest work. Why? Because the spirit of God is amplified in the body of his people because you have God's spirit and I have God's spirit. All right. Um, some of you have not seen Three Amigos and you need to rectify it afterwards, okay? You need to go see Three Amigos. It's an old flick. All right, but, and I can't believe I have to tell the story of Three Amigos to make my illustration. And yes, I know my illustration is gonna break down, but the part of the illustration that's not gonna break down, you will like, trust me. Okay, so Three Amigos, there's these three on-screen superstars who are gunslingers, right? Kind of Old West style. And so this Mexican town who is beleaguered by criminals, always raiding them and killing them, uh, send off to was it Warner Brothers Studio, and they asked for these three superstars to come down and help beleaguer their beleaguered town and save them from uh, El, El Guapo. Is it El Guapo? <laughs> Thank you, Darren. It's El Guapo, the, the criminal. And so um, they go down there, and pretty soon the town goes, these guys are just a bunch of dressed actors. They're not really gunslingers. They can't help us. And so, and so you know, the movie progresses, and, um, and, and these superstars go through, um, you know, development and transformation, and they go to the town. They say, well, we're going to fight El Guapo with what you're good at. And they say, so what are you good at, everybody? And they're like, uh... We sew, like stitching, we sew. And they're like, okay, we're gonna, how do we kill a guapo with your sewing? And uh, so what they do is they sew outfits that look like the Three Amigos. Black, white stitching, cool, black hat, lots of jangles. So when El Guapo comes running into town, he just sees the three amigos everywhere and he gets scared and El Guapo is defeated. It's a movie, all right? But you must see this movie. Uh, okay, what's my point? Um, what if we were clothed in the very same way as the superstar? What if we were clothed in the very same way as the superstar? And you do, you have Jesus's righteousness, the robes, his power through his spirit. You are clothed like the superstar. See, now the rest of the story, my illustration gets, but that part, it locks in, right? It locks in. It is better, it is better that the spirit of God is inside you than Jesus right beside you. Point three, 
greater is the spirit in you than the flesh that I now see with my eyes. Um, Again, it's kind of like a mother-in-law compliment. Um, Greater is the spirit in you than kind of what I'm taking in right now. (laughs) It's backhanded. Um, where, Where do we know this? Ephesians 6 is you do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You wrestle against principalities and powers that you do not see with your eyes. Um, So you have the spirit of resurrection that cannot, cannot, cannot be defeated. Um, Let let me show you how, uh, let me show you how you live a life of faith for yourself and for those around you with this idea. Greater is the spirit of God in you than the flesh that I now see. All right, for yourself. Um, You are plagued with the same old, same old. And you are going to have to believe that the spirit of God is greater in you than the flesh that you now see about yourself. You're gonna have to believe it. Two, this can be for a spouse or a child or a coworker you're having a passive aggressive battle with. Let's start with a spouse. Um, You might not wanna use this as a romantic in because it's a little tough to say, hey, I just want you to know the spirit of God is greater in you than the flesh that I'm seeing before me. That's that's not gonna kind of get you anywhere with your spouse, I don't think. They're gonna be like, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with this? And you're like, oh, babe, greater is the spirit in you than the flesh that I now see. Okay, let's not say it to them, but you may have to say it to your own heart when you are bothered and you are hurt and you're gonna say, I am going to believe. This is believing the good news for someone else. I am going to believe the spirit of God is greater in you than the flesh that I now see because I'm annoyed. And you know what I always do in my head? I use always and never. You are always like that. You never, no, no, no. The spirit of God is greater in you than the flesh that I now see. And I'm gonna believe Jesus' good news over your life. And that helps a marriage when you speak it to your own heart. Okay. Um, I gave you three reminders of God's spirit. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Second, better is the God's spirit in you than Jesus standing right beside you. Third, greater is he that is in you than the flesh that I now see. Those are sweet good, godly reminders of God's spirit in and among his people. So let's pray into that. Jesus, by your spirit, make our hearts alive to these truths. In Jesus' name, amen.